0: the more control I give up, the more command I got. And this for me is, well, it's everything that we coach to, right? You want to get Mm -hmm. a bit out of the hourglass. And for so many command being in charge is about control and keeping control we need to make sure the safety is drilled down it's only in drilling down and making sure that everybody has some ownership of it that you actually have the command
1: hey everyone welcome back to another great episode of out of the hourglass do you know that preventable injuries commonly known as accidents are the fourth leading cause of u.s deaths that the cost of unintentional injuries to Americans and their employers exceeds $730 billion nationally, or $6,200 per household, and causes great suffering for individuals and their families. My name is Molly Nolan, I am your episode host, and I'm joined today by Senior Business Coach and Director of Operations, Katherine Freeman, for an important conversation on the topic of safety. Of course, safety matters every day of the year, but during June, it gets the extra attention it deserves. June is National Safety Month, and it focuses on reducing leading causes of injury and death at work, on the road, and in our homes and communities. At Nolan Consulting Group, we believe safety needs continual attention in your organization throughout all departments, and have continued to speak to this topic and focus and build upon a certification program to ensure the organizations that we work with hold safety practices in high regards. A few weeks ago, Catherine and two of our teammates joined some folks from the team at Nolan Painting at their 2023 Safety Captive event to learn and network with industry leaders. On today's episode, Catherine shares her takeaways from that event, from compliance issues and after action reviews with a wrap up on the status and strategic planning of NCG's safety focus. Out of the Hourglass is a podcast channel dedicated to helping small business owners and contractors visualize their goals, develop high performing teams and build sustainable growth. It's time to get out of the hourglass. All right, Catherine Freeman, welcome back to Out of the Hourglass. How are you doing today? Doing just great. It's a beautiful spring day here. Yes, sure is. And we're back for a uh, a conversation on the topic of safety, which I know just really gets you going.
0: <laughs> it really does. It actually really does.
1: Yeah, yeah. I wish, I wish that our listeners could actually see the excitement on your voice when, when you said that, because she's not actually, she's not kidding when she, when she um, exudes that level of excitement over the mic. She really does love the topic of safety and we're, we're bringing safety back as a as a topic today on the podcast because Catherine um, and Jen and Maureen from our team just went to a safety captive conference a couple of weeks ago that was here in Philadelphia. Thank you to Nolan Painting for allowing some Absolutely. of our team members to to join and sit in and just really absorb um, the material and the content from, from this captive. And it really builds upon the, the topic or the theme of safety being something that we've kind of brought to the forefront this year, Catherine, right? Okay.
0: Oh, absolutely. You know, this is something that uh, a number of our business owners, Paul Cook in particular from Painters USA, has really asked from us this focus on safety. Um, and, you know, we've, we've not really been in a place where we could um, make the push that we have done this year but we're assembling a really fantastic team and we've got some resources now that we didn't have available to us in the past and and so yes it's it's something that we've focused time and time more time on um and i am i'm pretty passionate about this you know i am i'm not a field producer i'm not somebody who works in the businesses that we work at but um, I am holistically interested in people and their well-being in our organizations, and safety right. is a significant
1: piece of that. Sure is, and you know, again, thanks to Paul Cook and you being a, a big push, and Kevin Olin actually, the three oh, of yeah. you were Absolutely. really pushing the the uh, general session at our grand summit. We for the first time had a full general session on the topic of safety. And the, the title of that of that session was Safety, Whose Job Is It Anyways? And I think that is a perfect title for the topic because often it is kind of left up in the air sometimes as whose responsibility is it to really push safety forward in an organization.
0: Right, right. or we might automatically default to it's the responsibility of the people in the field as opposed to the entire organization. Um, And so it is, it's everybody's responsibility. It doesn't matter if you're the person answering the phone. Hey, listen, are we going to be encountering any safety issues when we come to the job site? Or if it's the estimator capturing information to adequately share it with the team, or if it's the field supervisor who's coming on to a team and setting up a You know, maybe it's a commercial job and it's going to be a couple weeks long. And if that person isn't evaluating for the people who are doing the work of the work. Right. Problems are going to arise. So,
1: yeah, it is. It's everybody's job everybody's job. So you all went to this safety captive because the, the excitement and the, the the energy around the topic continues right. and where we can learn more about this, we want to, where we can provide more research resources. Um, that's kind of, that's that's the right direction. So right. first off, let's like hit a quick pause and Catherine, for those that don't know what a captive is, can you give us a 30,000 foot view?
0: Yes, absolutely. So You know, uh, a captive is a group of businesses that collectively decide to self-insure. It's a pretty simplistic definition of it, but that's essentially what it is. Rather than going to a commercial insurance Mm -hmm. business or group or broker, it's a group of like-minded business owners, could be the same industry, could be from the same state, could be whatever it is, but you decide to pool your money together and self-insure. Um there's a lot more detail to it and I'm not a technical expert in that, but you know, for, for our purposes here, that's what we would coach to, right? We would coach you as a business owner or leader to take care of the problems that are in your business. And that's what a captive does.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are several clients that we work with that are, are part of, mm-hmm. of captives, um, you know, Nolan Painting being one of them. Uh, Lancaster painting I know Stephanie Talkington shared during the yeah. the general session you have know, the type of captive that they are a part of so um, if if the captive topic is something that you are interested in learning more about we can certainly make connections not only within um, the summit member group for those who have experiences with it um, but also you know um, external captive resources um, if you'd like to to learn more directly to a, a provider yeah absolutely yeah. yep Okay, so let's talk about the actual event because this I I felt like it was important for us to do an episode on this because Mm -hmm. you walked all away with takeaways. The three of you came back um really on a you know on a high from some of the sessions that you that you went to. And more about it, there just was some tangible takeaways. And for me, when you go to a program and you can walk away with a couple core tangible items, that to me is a a success. It's not just like pie in the sky ideas. Mm -hmm. Um, so Again, this was in Philly. This was put on by um a captive program. The Matt
0: Captive, right? The Matt Captive. So that would be Nolan painting. So um I'm gonna echo the gratitude that you expressed. And it was very generous of them to to bring us. Um Steve, Steve Nefranis reached out to me and he asked if I wanted to go. And I was like, Yeah, me and <laughs> yeah. two other people. Um, but Uh, I felt it was really important for all of us to be included. So I'm, I'm working with the safety council on the safety certification. Maureen has been right there with us and, and really has done the yeoman's um, piece of the work as far as establishing this is concerned. And Jen's going to be taking it over. So all three of us going made a lot of sense to me. And and so I'm very grateful for them. Um, But so, Back to, uh, yes, it's the MAC captive that Nolan Painting belongs to. Part of being self-insured, so this group of businesses that work together, pool their money, and they insure the employees of all of the members, um, is that they place a very high value on safety. So this was a three-day seminar, a three-day seminar on safety. Wow. I remember when we were talking about having a full session at the grand <laughs> summit and it was going to be everybody And a boy, it better have sizzle. Um, and imagine a three-day session on safety. And it was really fantastic. It really was, um, I mean, there's some logistics that I really enjoyed as in my role that I thought, oh, that's just fun. Um, (laughs) But the content was really sharp and they had a lot of opportunities for myself as a participant to to hit multiple sessions. So I didn't have to sacrifice something in order to be educated. Um, So they had a great opening speaker who was... um, you know, speaking on the topic of responsibility and really did a great job of making it personal and engaging. Um, and then there were breakout sessions and between all three of us, we were able to hit every single breakout session. That's awesome. that, That is, it's just, it's just amazing.
1: So what type of industries were in attendance? Who were your peers at this event?
0: So they have uh, a couple of different businesses in this particular captive, so there were some construction um, companies that are actually made up the bulk of the people who are in attendance. Um, they had some retail, they had some office which might consist of banking, um, consulting, other industries like that. So. You know, uh, depending upon the kind of captive that you're in, you might find yourself with other businesses outside of your own. You could also, like Stephanie, you know, you mentioned Stephanie earlier, you might Mm -hmm. find yourself in very similar businesses. Um, But it was interesting to be in that group then and talking about safety because, you know, we got people who's, you know, from the bank talking about safety. And I'm thinking about, you know, putting a metal wire up against a electrical wire, <laughs> yeah. and a, metal, a metal ladder up against an electrical wire, um, you know, and they're talking about carpal tunnel syndrome.
1: That to me is actually one of the biggest takeaways. And that's something that I think um, we want to make sure is, you know, a takeaway for our listeners here is this topic applies to all. Mm-hmm. It does not apply to one particular industry one particular department within an industry, the topic can be hit on by, by everybody. And so just giving it a, giving us a sense of who surrounded you that day, um, is, is proof of that. Right. So what were the sessions that were offered? And it's great that you went, you guys were able to get to all of them.
0: Oh yeah. So the opening speaker was about, um, you know, sort of the improving safety and human reliability, right? Which, which is sort of a, a little interesting. The human reliability piece. We'll we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah, it um, was a great, a full session. So everybody who was in attendance, and I, I think that what I counted was probably about 120, maybe 125 people who were there. Okay. Um, and then the breakout sessions were uh, building trust with after-action reviews. A dealing with musculoskeletal disorders in the workplace. Interesting, um, Right? So, you know, the landscapers out there who've got people complaining about back issues, or maybe you've got people in the office who've got some carpal tunnel going on, um, how to get the most out of your safety committee. And then there was a uh, You Be the Judge session where they actually discussed um, a... A situation, a real life situation with a business that w- was located here in Philadelphia, um, and some things that went wrong that led to, um, you know, some workers' comp claims. Mm. And,
1: dun dun dun. <laughs>
0: dun, dun <right? laughs> um, boy, did I walk away with write everything down. Write it all down.
1: Write everything,
0: everything down. down. Everything down. Gosh,
1: I think <laughs> I actually recall David Walton, who we had on a podcast before, kind of talking about um, employee issues and you know dealing with the legality of it all. He also said, write everything down. So this is your
0: reminder. Write everything down. By the way, write everything down includes meeting notes. So... When you are making staffing decisions, like you might have been making at the beginning of the pandemic, and you are discussing the people who may get laid off and the reasons why they may get laid off, you're taking minutes because then you're not faced with a, you know, a claim of um, ageism because the people that you're laying, you know, off are across the board; they're all spectrums and right. Write everything down.
1: Yeah. I mean, can you even, gosh, I know sometimes people think, oh, how do I write it all down? But utilize transcriber tools that can capture your conversation and then just have those filed away and documented. This is not us saying, you know, hand to paper, write it, you know, or pen to paper, write everything down. This is utilize tools, be smart about it um, because there's a there's efficient ways to to document.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: So, what a couple of your core takeaways. I know Maureen came back with one, oh, and gosh, I yeah, I yeah. think it's a shared <laughs> shared one between the two of you. It is. Um, so let's start with that one because there, there was that was the most excitement.
0: Right. So our um uh, the keynote speaker um discussed something called after action reviews. Now as a as a as an operations person as a logistics person I'm I'm always thinking about a a postmortem, a postmortem on a big project. Um, what, what happened and what can we learn from it? What I realized is that I tend to focus on the negative. I tend to go to what went wrong. Why did it go wrong? What could we do differently next time? So from a safety perspective, what went wrong? Mm -hmm. Why did we do that? What could we do differently next time? What, he spoke about was doing an after action review is not always about what went wrong, but really being clear about what went right. And, you know, a lot of safety is, I mean, accidents are going to happen. Safety comes into play at preventing most of those accidents from happening. So when you stop in the moment and recognize what went right and then you train your team to what goes right. It it changes the flavor of safety. And so then yeah. instead of it being, you know, the big bad safety guys coming onto the job site and oh boy, we better, it's not that anymore. It's about what, what are you doing right? Tell me what's going on here. What's what are you doing right? Um, so I, I love that. I mean, maybe that's part of my nature, but I'm I'm thinking, wow, here we are. Oh, tacking safety from something told from a totally different perspective. It was. Yeah, no,
1: that's a, it's a, it's a great tool. And I mean, Maureen was adding it when she and I were kind of looking at our event and program, um, you know, timelines and flow. And when we do certain things and she said, you know, we have a post post event process. And she said, I want to add a AARs. And I was like, Go right ahead. I love it. So it can be implemented really in any workflow or process that you do where you want to have a quick pause. And it's supposed to be immediate, right? So oh, like yeah. as yep. soon as the the event has happened. Right. It's true. Same day, same,
0: same hour. Day. Yeah. Yeah. And so I mean just Carter, we can cut this part out if you want to, but I'm thinking about like the, when we were in the room at the grand summit and we were all in there, like how valuable would it have been for just one of us to be stopping from the stuff and just, we were all talking while, while stuff was getting packed up. Imagine that. Yeah. There's power in that. Yeah. We can cut that out if we need to. It's a, that's for us, not for them, but no, but you're right.
1: Um, It's, it's true. Um, Okay. So what was the second one, Catherine? There was, um, I know when it comes down to details and writing
0: things down. Right. So, you know, I mentioned it before with regards to the, one of those breakout sessions, but shoring up your compliance and being attentive to paperwork um, is a must. Uh, I, I can't undersell the importance of making sure that you are keeping your records accurately that you are consistent from person to person. So we're, you know, we're going to be doing this when we talk about our summit safety certification, you know, when you are doing your orientation, your safety training needs to be consistent from person to person. And you need accurate records of those people having received it because you don't want something to happen and have somebody stand up and say, yeah, but we never hit that. So
1: compliance. Yeah. I, didn't I mean, think about that. If there's a gap in if one crew doesn't get that particular training and something happens, oh gosh, you're you're in trouble, right? Because obviously one that there is an issue that happened and two you missed that that group in the training and so there there was there was nothing they could have done to do it right. Exactly.
0: Exactly. Yep. Um uh, mm-hmm. number 3. So um, I don't remember. So Jake was this speaker and I don't remember whether he said this with specific regards to something that he um learned or if it, if he was reporting a story, but it was, it was something that I wrote down and like then sat and thought about. So I, I probably missed the rest of the story, but the more control I give up, the more command I got. And this for me is, well, it's everything that we coach to, right? You want to get a Mm -hmm. business owner out of the hourglass. And for so many command, um, being in charge is about control and keeping control. Um, Now it's odd to think of this as safety, but it's true. We kind of drill safety down. We can't be, you know, I want to be careful here. Business owners, business leaders, you need to model safe behaviors. Don't go onto a job site that requires hard hats if you yourself are not going to have one.
1: Mm. Don't
0: show up at a job site and pity pat high heels if it's steel toe boots are required. Don't do it, right? Right. You're not above it. You're not above it. Um, however. We need to make sure the safety is drilled down. It's only in drilling down and making sure that everybody has some ownership of it, that you actually have the command, right? Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. And this speaks to something that has come up before in other conversations regarding this topic is by drilling it down and providing trust and establishing that, um, that you do as a as a leadership team value safety in the workplace, that the culture is actually there. This allows for um, anybody at any level, apprentice on up to say, pause in a, on a work site, you know, on a work um, saying this wrong, on a job and say, this is not safe and to feel trusted that there's not going to be consequences for them saying that out loud.
0: Right. 100% work stop authority, everybody has it, everybody has it. And when people exercise it, they're celebrated instead of punished. And you know, that changes from industry to industry. I remember having this conversation with Steve, um, you know, stop authority in a big commercial job might literally mean shutting the thing down. Wow. stop authority on a small residential job might be just stopping in the moment and pulling your crew leader in and saying, listen, this is a problem and you can get to an immediate resolution. So it doesn't have to be something big and scary. Mm-hmm. The thing is, it has to be something that your team is empowered to do and that they're not punished for it.
1: I like that, but I like, I like the overall, um, the phrase that you gave, the more control I give up, the more command I get. Yeah. That's easy for us to remember. Right. It is right. Okay. And this last one, and I, I'm so excited you brought this up because this has been also a relevant topic on our summit member Facebook group. The question was just posted about this. I don't think yep, you realized. I didn't yeah.
0: realize that that's yep. funny, but earbuds are controversial. There it is. And you know, in, in that room with 120 people, there probably were 120 different opinions. Um and part of it is well first let's let's be clear we have to we have to respect the OSHA requirements for your industry. So let's mm-hmm. let's start there. Um but earbuds are controversial. So if you've got somebody who is you know painting a fence and they're outside and it's a beautiful day and they've got one earbud in, is that okay? What if they're um, operating a forklift? What if they're operating a forklift and they're listening to m- music, which is keeping them motivated because they're at the 2 a.m. shift and they've only got one earbud in? Is that appropriate? What if you're sitting in an office? What if you're sitting in an office and you're trying to drown out the noise of your fellow workers? Yeah. Guilty is charged. <laughs> But no, but that's
1: a lot of people use it as a way to, they use earbuds as a way to focus to kind of zero themselves in on what, on what they're doing. Maybe, maybe it's sometimes they might not even have any sound on at all. It's just the act of having it in, but you're right. It is controversial depending upon the, the environment you're in.
0: Yeah.
1: And what Mm -hmm. is deemed safe versus not. Right. What was the general consensus you were gauging from the group?
0: Um, I think that of the people who were there, there were probably a, only a handful who were um, absolutely not acceptable under any circumstances. Um, I think even in the ca- even in the case of the forklift op- operator, mm-hmm. um, the, the standards were pretty clear. It was one earbud; you were only allowed to have one earbud in at all time because you needed to be aware of what was happening in the warehouse. Um, but the one one earbud was allowable because it increased people's productivity. And they were, you know, they were working within the parameters of their safety guidelines um, and recognizing that they were going to get better work out of their guy at two o'clock in the morning, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I,
1: know. I was seeing similar answers um, in, in alignment with that on, on the, the member Facebook question that was posted um, exactly about whether or not. Um, other other client or other companies allowed earbuds to happen. Um, but there, there, I mean there was a mix but the, the one earbud seemed to be the majority opinion. Um, but again, it comes down to what your OSHA requirements are, what your you know your your organization's personal thoughts are on on the topic. it's you know it's not a one-size fits-all answer. It is
0: not it's not and so I would I would highly recommend that you take a look at that for your industry and then how does it match your customer service standards Mm -hmm. i mean you know in a a situation where maybe somebody is outside painting a fence and they're not going to be in direct contact with a homeowner but if they're in the living room and the entire family is home maybe that's rude yeah
1: Well, so so it comes down to, it also comes, so, and then it comes down to training and making sure Mm -hmm. that the people on your team or on your company know, know what's expected of them at work and the behaviors that are allowed. Right. And building something like this into your safety manual, right? Absolutely. So on the topic of safety manuals and safety and how we're incorporating it all, you know, moving forward, um, unless you have anything else you'd like to add about, you know your prefer your your favorite takeaways from the event.
0: How? Go ahead. I was gonna. I was gonna actually say the um the one of the sessions was how to get the most out of your safety committee. Mm-hmm. And what I was delighted to hear um, was that so much of what we put into our summit safety certification, um, they didn't have any more to offer us, so we're good. <laughs>
1: Right. Round of applause. No, seriously, that feels, that feels good though, right?
0: To the safety council, because, you know, they, they were the people who helped to shore up that as a criteria piece. And so all of the things that were listed, there were things that they brought to the table. So,
1: well, it sounds like that means you had the right people as a part of your safety council. We did. So kudos to those who are part of the Summit Safety Council. Thank you. And we're going to be adding an additional member or two to the Safety Council, which is great. More representation from different industries.
0: Very important for us to consider somebody in the heavy equipment category. And so Trish Spano stepping up and she's going to be joining us, which is great.
1: Mm -hmm. And we're also starting a secondary safety peer group, which is awesome. Yeah.
0: So, uh, Paul Cook, uh, you know, Paul Cook and uh, Darren Lotus and then Hernan Jimenez from Nolan Painting all are sitting in on our original safety peer group. Um, Darren's going to take over the original group and Paul's going to start another one. We, We like the idea of Paul and his energy and engagement on this topic running the group. Um, and we'd like to have every single business in a safety peer group. Wouldn't that would be ideal. Um, maybe so maybe that's the safety BHAG. I That would be a safety HAG.
1: Sure would. But in the, in the, the direction of a HAG for sure, I think the rollout of the safety certification program mm-hmm. at the three levels, that is the start of, you know, of that process. And so I, you know we i don't think we've totally talked about it fully on here but the safety certification process has been totally revamped there's now three levels mm-hmm. to it um the, the level 1 being the, the the foundation the base level that we would expect any trades industry client that we work with to have that established every every <laughs> No No. one, no one
0: can, will get by (laughs) us. Yeah, no, I, so it is, it's a, um, it is a little bit of a shift for us. We don't typically require things of um, our businesses. In fact, it's a significant shift, Um, but it's important. And we will um, take this criteria and we'll, we'll do a baseline for businesses, give them a complete action plan on how to make it happen come back and assess Um, this isn't about punishing people and you're going to be not included. You'll just be measured. And, you know, measuring is fun competition. I mean, at the end of the day, it's helping.
1: It's a, it's, in my mind, it's continuing to help your organization become a high-performing team, a high-performing, mm-hmm. safe team that is doing jobs efficiently and, safe- and, and safely. And yep. so if we can ensure that, you know, we are doing our job as an organization and helping to better and work, you know, better industries and work and raise the standards, safety has got to be a part of that. And we can yes. help provide resources and help provide strategy and direction. Um, so I think, think that's huge. So that'll start rolling out um, this fall for, for our clients. So they'll, they'll begin to hear more about that coming, you know, midsummer and, and actually see some roll that happen right in the fall, but it's, it's, you're making safety come alive, Catherine.
0: Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. Um, yeah. It's, it's uh it's been, it has been easy um, and it's taken probably a lot more time than I would have originally expected. I know it's taken more time than some of the people on our safety council thought it would take. Mm -hmm. Um, But we're making some significant changes and we're asking a lot of our businesses. And so it's important to do it right. We'll do it right. We'll do it right. Mm -hmm. And
1: then we'll highlight it again at our grand summit in
0: uh, 2024, Savannah, Georgia. I, 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 I I shouldn't say I hope because hope is not an effective business strategy. <laughs> I trust that the whole team or the whole um, experience getting getting safety in front of the whole group was worthwhile, and we can do it again. There was good feedback. There was good yeah.
1: feedback on on the uh, on the session. So I think uh, I think it's a job well done, Catherine.
0: There you go. good
1: well thank you for sharing I, i'm I'm glad that we had the opportunity to to take you know a, a moment to pause and, and and talk about your safety captive conference experience um just the takeaways it's always good to walk into another event or program and see how other people um you know attack attack the problem of safety and you know what are the session topics that that they deem important enough to to Dedicate an hour or two to. Right. Um, so again, thank you to Steve Nefranowitz and the Nolan Painting team for allowing NCG to get an inside look um, at at that at that world. Um, and again, if uh, the captive um, insurance some policy something that you are interested in learning about, we can certainly direct you to some resources. Um, but at the end of the day, the takeaway here, I think, for our listeners is safety. It's for everybody, it's for every industry, it's for every department, and um, we are coming in for you clients, <laughs> those, <laughs> right. those who work with us. We're going to help ensure that you have a true safety culture. Right.
0: right. In a fun way. In a fun way. Yeah. We're not, we're not mean. No, we're not. No, we make safety no, fun. No, we are accountability partners and we are firm and clear in our expectations. We'll just be smiling while we do it.
1: There we go. Well, yes. Catherine, thank you so
0: much. Thank you, Molly. It's always a pleasure. Likewise.
1: Thanks for listening to this episode. Out of the Hourglass is recorded and produced by the team at Nolan Consulting Group, a nationwide business coaching and consulting firm with coaches located throughout the country. Have a question, comment, or idea for future episodes? We'd love to hear from you. Visit our website, www.nolancg.com.